Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast. This is episode 321. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening. Today's blog is another in the series that I wrote after serving on a jury. Um, There's only one more of these after this one. (laughs) I've been, you know, spacing them out. Uh, I did this when I wrote them in the first place, um, and now I'm doing it for the podcast as well. But because the the podcast goes, you know, sort of after the blog and um, a little bit more slowly, uh, it does probably feel like it's taking forever. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this one is called Put Up Your Dukes. In case it's not completely obvious, I'm a fairly conflict-averse person. I hate when people argue. I get anxious when tensions rise. I do not enjoy a debate. I would almost always prefer to exchange smiles than to exchange words with anyone. Sometimes, online, people will think I like heated discussions because I have strong opinions and I express them through this particular medium. Just for the record, I do not. I will do a lot to avoid a heated discussion. As the time for jury deliberation got closer for those of us sitting through the trial, this one juror seemed positively excited about it. She'd put up her hands and pretend to duke it out with an imaginary person. I gave her the gesture back on occasion because I like to be playful, and I hate to leave an acting offer on the table. She wants to play fight? I'm here for her. But once the deliberation started, this woman had a lot to say, and not a lot of it made sense, and I was not there to indulge anyone's whims. I did my best to get us on track and stay on the question at hand and the facts. And this woman, who'd seemed so excited about the fighting she was looking forward to doing, the fun part, she'd said, declared to me, you're so aggressive. I feel like I need to get out my boxing gloves. And this may be the most bizarre thing anyone has ever said to me. I found it positively baffling, especially in this context. But just in case, I apologized and said I would try and turn it down. Though what I was trying to turn down was completely unclear to me. There was something about what she said that made it sound like she was responding to my being passionate or some word to that effect. So in addition to the apology, I let them know I was an actor And that seemed to satisfy everyone. Like, oh, that explains it. But what was it exactly? I suspected that it had to do with a level of animation I have, an expressiveness that is perfectly normal for me, but among these mostly quiet, reserved people somehow felt out of place. We're all wearing masks, so everyone is harder to read than they might usually be. I probably turned myself up a little bit to get past the obstacle on my face. (laughs) But I have noticed that a lot of people don't do that. They just aren't heard as well or 
aren't understood. I guess that's okay with them. It's not okay with me. So I become more expressive in a mask, not less. I will not disappear behind a piece of cloth. But I suppose it's possible that this makes me seem more aggressive to people who don't do this. I don't know. This whole interaction confused me so much. I wondered if this woman with her mimed boxing gloves was so interested in sparring that she just turned me into a sparring partner, or if she truly did see me as aggressive. I mean, I've changed a lot in these last few years. Maybe I've turned over into aggression without even knowing it, though I very much doubt it. Do I write aggressively sometimes? Sure. Am I more assertive than I used to be? Yes, thank goodness. But I'd be surprised if I've actually had an entire personality change. I think the masks are a factor. They make it a lot easier for us to project things onto each other that have very little to do with us. I think that's probably the main thing that was happening here. But maybe I'm just too aggressive. There were some interesting theories on the Songs for the Struggling Artist Facebook page about how this happened to be. Um, I can't remember what any of them are at the moment. I just now, like, in reading it again, I feel that same sense of, like, huh? Like, it was so confusing. Oh, my goodness. I mean, listen, I was ready to get out of there. I, I do recognize that maybe a sense of, of uh, alacrity was happening. And, like, let's just get this done because this trial is some craziness. Uh, that's possible that that was read as aggression. I don't know. It's, it was such an extremely bizarre moment in an extremely bizarre experience. And, uh, yeah, it's funny to think about it again. Uh, yeah, cause, um, yeah, I'm not, it's not, that's never happened to me before. Maybe, maybe in an improv, like, where I was playing an aggressive character, maybe somebody could have said it to me. I don't know. It seems pretty unusual. Unlikely, I mean. Uh, so what song is going to go here? Well, I was learning all of these kind of law lawyer songs. Like I basically had a whole long list and uh, I had a couple that I was considering um, for this and for the next one. And, uh, and then I realized, like, oh, actually, you know what song would be good and features the phrase, put up your dukes, is Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And since the image for this one is a lady kissing her boxing gloves and it actually features put up your dukes, it seemed exactly right. Funnily enough, I don't think I've ever paid any attention to these lyrics before. Uh, so I, th I really thought she was asking the person to, to hit her. And uh, that is not what is happening in this song. She's asking for uh, the gentleman, I assume, to uh, attempt to seduce her, which is very different, I think. Uh, but it is within the context of 
uh, putting up one's dukes. <laughs> so <laughs> I really, I feel like I should do some research about that phrase. Where, where did that come from? Uh, I bet it's a good one. I bet it's a good source. Uh, if I find out and it's really juicy, I will tell you all next time. Um, so in just a moment, I'm going to play for you. Hit me with your best shot on ukulele. Um, but meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for reading. Also, if you're a reader of the blog, uh, and, and also a listener, you are doing both jobs, which is pretty cool. Uh, but if you're just listening, that is also pretty cool. <laughs> And, or if you're just reading, then you have no idea I'm talking to you. So, uh, we'll leave those folks out. Uh, so, but if you, if you like it, this whole situation, please tell someone about it, like review, subscribe, uh, share it in the social media. If you'd like to support it with your dollars, that would be amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis is the main source, but there's also Ko-fi, there's PayPal, all those links are in the show notes. And uh, the dragoning is complete. You can now binge listen the whole second season if you'd like. Um, So check that out and like, review, subscribe to all of that as well, if you would. It is, um, it's hard to get the word out about these things, as you may understand. There are millions of podcasts and no one just like happens to stumble upon this or the dragoning, usually. I mean, maybe. If they do, they haven't told me about it. Um, sorry about that motorcycle in the background. <laughs> and there's, a, there's, there's a whole like epidemic of motorcycles in this neighborhood. Anyway, um, yeah, just sharing is very helpful if you, if you can. So, uh, yeah. Now I'm just going to play for you. Uh, hit me with your best shot. I mean, Pat Benatar, you know, Pat Benatar. Here is on ukulele. Hit me with your best shot. Well, you're a real tough cookie with a long history of breaking little hearts like the Yeah, man.
Shine.